It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. This season began for the Pittsburgh Penguins with an aura of a new beginning. Several new faces on the ice and off the ice, and it felt like the Pittsburgh Penguins were ready to gear up for one last run at a Stanley Cup in the Sidney Crosby of Guinea Malkin era, or at the very least, gear up for a season that is much improved on the one that we just watched and just witnessed in 2022-23. But here we are, handful of weeks in, and the Penguins have gotten off to a mostly rotten start. They're 3-5-0 through eight games, and the team has shown several poor performances and several alarming issues. But scoring and finishing, once again, may be one of the most pivotal. And I say once again because finishing has been an issue for this team for years. It's been an issue for this team really since maybe 2019, maybe even earlier than that. Right now they are 20th in the National Hockey League with 2.88 goals per game. And I know, we're only eight games in, but eight games is 10%. It's not enough to really show you exactly who a team is because teams can change very quickly, and eight games is what it is. It's literally just eight games. That means there's, what, 74 to go? Plenty of time left in the season, but eight games is enough for us to see tendencies. It's enough for us to see certain traits, certain characteristics. And this team right now has a couple, including finishing, that are a little alarming. Like I said, 2.88 goals per game, 20th in the National Hockey League. That's just not going to get the job done for a team that does not really have the defensive personnel to be able to win games 2-1, to 3-2, to two, night in and night out. They need their goal scoring. So in order to get that goal scoring back on track, I think there are two obvious changes personnel-wise that could help get them there. First and foremost, I think it's time that they promote Riley Smith to the top power play unit. The Penguins' power play is rocking at 10% success rate right now. 10%. They are 2 for 20 on the season. That puts them at 30th in the National Hockey League. There's only two teams that are worse than them on the man advantage through 10% of the season. Again, is 10% the end-all, be-all? Is this who they are? No, they can change, but 
It's a pretty healthy sample size, and it's a pretty ugly sample size for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've gone 15 straight opportunities without capitalizing on the man advantage. It's crazy to think that they're, at this point, this early. You know, because in the preseason, it didn't look good. And the excuse was, well, you introduce an all-world talent like Eric Carlson, these guys are going to need to get their chemistry together a little bit. Okay, makes sense. 10 games into the season, or 10% into the season, 8 games, will be at 10 by the end of the week. That can't be an excuse at this point. Because eventually... All world talents need to be able to figure it out a little bit quicker than this. And in the meantime, you should be able to convert on more than 10%. The last time the Penguins scored on the man advantage was October 13th, the second game of the season where they scored both of their power play goals to this point. That's just simply not good enough. So why Riley Smith? Well... Riley Smith and Evgeny Malkin have been one of the few constants of the season to this point for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Their chemistry is some of the best we've seen for Malkin and one of his line mates since James Neal. Back in 2011-2012, Neal scored 40 goals for the only time in his career. And Evgeny Malkin won the Art Ross, won the Hart Trophy, and was one of the best players at that point in the entire world. And we're starting to see that type of chemistry. We might not get that type of output, but we're starting to see that type of chemistry between Riley Smith and Evgeny Malkin. Currently, the Penguins have Smith slotted on the second power play unit for the Pittsburgh Penguins, playing on the left half wall, which, as many people know, is the interchangeable part of the top unit. We saw Ricard Raquel start the season up there. We saw them switch that out and put Brian Rust up there because Brian Rust has four goals in eight games, and is scoring at a really ridiculous clip. He looks like he's all the way back. So they said, you know what? Ride the hot hand, put him up there. It's only been a couple games, but again, power play hasn't cashed in. And more often than not, power play hasn't looked good. Meanwhile, Smith plays that same position, left half wall. I think that he should get an opportunity over Brian Rust in that spot. At the end of the day, personnel might not be the issue, right? You have three first ballot Hall of Famers on that unit. Eric Carlson, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. You have a two-time 40-goal scorer and somebody who scored 36 goals in a down season last year and Jake Gensel on that unit. So the fifth player, whether it's Riley Smith, whether it's Ricard Raquel, whether it's Brian Rust, whether it's Chris Letang, doesn't mean all that much when you're looking at the unit being this poor. At that point, it might not be personnel. At that point, it's probably the fact that they need to change their approach on a systematic level for the man advantage. I'll tell you one thing. The breakout on the power play is one of the worst, if not the worst, in the league. I've never seen a team on the man advantage routinely turn the puck over and fail to get things set up than the Pittsburgh Penguins through eight games this season. They have way too much talent to be this inept on the man advantage. And that's on Todd Reardon, but that's also on the players. 
It may not be execution. It may be a poor system. But at some point, your talent has to shine through. Even if it's a a poor system, your talent has to shine through at some point. And 10% is not shining through. So personnel-wise, yeah, maybe putting Riley Smith up there, I think that's the best option to try to kickstart this unit. Systematic-wise, there's multiple different things that they need to look at. Breakout's one of them. The way that they set things up in front of the net is another. The way that they really turtle in the umbrella is another thing. Great puck movement up top. But at the end of the day, the net isn't up top. They don't get enough shots through. They don't get enough second opportunities. They they sure as hell don't get enough third opportunities. They need to be, and this goes for five on five as well. They need to be more present at the front of the net. They need to get more rebound opportunities because they just don't. And that's a systems thing. And that falls on Todd Reardon. That falls on Mike Sullivan as well. And again, the players aren't absolved from it. And they shouldn't be. So Riley Smith to the top power play unit. I think that helps that unit, which obviously helps overall scoring because if your power play isn't scoring, you're going to see the results. Secondly, it's time. It's time. Mike Sullivan, sure, has watched the first line flourish, and the first line was great once again in a 5-2 loss against the Ottawa Senators. But that's the issue. You can't be the L.A. Angels of hockey. Oh, Sidney Crosby got two points. Jake Gensel got a goal and an assist. The first line created 18 opportunities or 17 of the 33 scoring chances, which is what it was on Saturday, and you lost 5-2. to two. You can't do that. It's time to flip Raquel and Brian Rust. Yeah. Going back to old reliable is nice. You know it's going to work. It's an easy decision. You can commend Mike Sullivan for, Sullivan for that, but at the end of the day... That's not a hard decision to make. Joe Schmo under the, you know, Fort Pitt Bridge could have made the same exact decision. Oh, yeah, Brian Rust, Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel. Put them together. I think that'll work. It's time to flip Raquel and Rust. And no, there's nothing wrong with the first line right now. It's clicking almost on all cylinders. But look at the team's success. 3-5 and and 20th in the NHL in scoring. So it's great that they're scoring and they're creating opportunities, but at the end of the day, you're losing games. At the end of the day, you're not putting yourself in a good position in the standings for when the actual standings matter. Yeah, all these points count towards the same thing, but nobody looks at the standings till Thanksgiving. But do you really want to look at the standings in Thanksgiving and be like, wow, the Penguins are in sixth in the Metropolitan Division. Wow, the Penguins are behind a lot of teams in that wildcard race. It's going to be a rude awakening at the 20-game mark, at the quarter pole of the season. So it's time to switch Raquel and Rust because you need Ricard Raquel to get going. The third lines looked good. Last handful of games, the third lines looked good. Okay, they've scored a couple goals too. Redeem Zahorna got one. Lars Eller got one. They played decently against Ottawa, I thought, as well. You're starting to figure something out in the bottom six. First lines looked great. Malkin and Smith look good together. You can't carry a $5 million anchor. It's not where Raquel is in general, but it certainly isn't working with him and Evgeny Malkin. One assist on the season. 
one assist. Last year, Ricard Raquel scored 60 points. I get it, we're eight games into the season, and this will change. He's on pace to score 10. It's not good. You need more from Ricard Raquel. And we all know Raquel has done nothing but excel with Crosby and Gensel. Meanwhile, it's evident to everybody that watches this sport on a semi-regular basis that there's something off between the chemistry of Ricard Raquel and Evgeny Malkin. Something in their games just does not fit together. Definitely not as much as it does when Raquel is with Crosby. But at the end of the day, what's better for the team? Put Raquel up there and have another unit that is pretty obvious but has had more success than Malkin and Raquel have had over the past season and handful of games between the start of this season and the end of the season that Raquel was brought over at the trade deadline. Let's look at last year specifically. I mean, in 554 minutes at 5-on-5 five five with the Crosby line, that line produced 26 goals. That was Gensel, Crosby, Raquel. 26 goals in 550 minutes. They allowed 21. And they had 58% of the expected goals at that time. 375 minutes, Raquel played with Evgeny Malkin and Jason Zucker on the second line. They scored 19, so around the same. But they gave up 23, so they gave up more in 100 and some change, 175 less minutes. They gave up two more goals and had 54% of the expected goals. Fast forward to this season, Ricardo Raquel has one assist. I think that's an obvious change that you should be making. When's the time to make it? Maybe going into tonight's game against Anaheim, so Ricard Raquel against his former team. Or maybe you make it after tonight's game. When you have four days off between now and their next game, which is, I believe, on Saturday. Because they go out to California for their three-game California road trip. Either way, it's time to put Ricard Raquel back with Sidney Crosby because your team, as a whole, is suffering because you don't have him there. 3-5-0, and oh, Raquel has one point, and your top line's great. Your top line's been fantastic, but you're losing games, and you're not scoring goals, and that's not how the Pittsburgh Penguins succeed. They need to be a goal-scoring team. You can't be 20th in the league as the Pittsburgh Penguins and get to where you want to go. Meanwhile, also, I don't want to forget about Brian Rust in this scenario. I did mention flippantly that, hey, he works better with Malkin than Raquel does. His game this season is going to translate. The things that he does, works hard in the corners, battles in front of the net, makes smart passes, that's proven in the past to translate between Crosby and Malkin, and it's going to translate again between Malkin and Crosby and Riley Smith as well. What he does will continue to open up lanes for Smith and Malkin to have their magic. So at the end of the day, these two changes, Riley Smith to the top power play unit and Ricard Raquel to the top line. And I know, that's demoting Brian Rust on two different on two different fronts. But I think Brian Rust has proven that he can take that and continue to produce. That's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere 
you get your podcasts from.